Welcome to episode four of How Not to Date at 28. Today I'm going to be talking about my imaginary boyfriends, which I'd like to tell you is about times where I've been in bars and creepy guys have been hitting on me, so I've told them I've got a boyfriend. But no, that's not the kind of story I'm referring to, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, gets a bit more embarrassing than that, I'm afraid. And also, I'm going to tell you one of my not one of actually, the most embarrassing dating story I've had. I wasn't going to tell this story because I'd actually be mortified if the guy who it happened with listens. I don't think he is listening, but I will be, I will just, I will just drop dead if he hears it. But I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do it. And also I was trying to work out when this story happened and I was like, oh, it must have been around this time of year, maybe like a couple of years ago. And I look, I look in my diary like the big old loser that I am. And it was two years ago today, two years ago today that my most embarrassing dating story happened. So I thought this, what a way to celebrate, (laughs) what a way to commemorate the most embarrassing thing happening um, in front of who was potentially the love of my life. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. So really hope he's not listening now. Anyway, to kick things off, I'm going to talk about imaginary boyfriends. (laughs) I don't know why I feel the need to divulge all of this embarrassing stuff, but for some reason, I feel like you need to know. (laughs) But before we get into all that fun stuff, um, I'll just let you know about the chaos that was this week. I had to do a COVID test for the first time ever because someone tested positive at work. Not someone I've been in contact with, but they wouldn't let us go back on shoot before we'd all tested negative. So had to had to do that. Don't know if you've done a COVID test, but it's not pleasant. It feels a bit like when you put the, what's it called? The little, what is the word for that? Swab, the swab. When you put the little swab up your nose, it feels like you have to go so far, it feels like you're pulling out a little bit of your brain. It's not nice. It's not nice. As you can imagine, obviously pulling out your brain is not going to be pleasant. Um, Obviously, that's not what you're doing, but that is the sensation you experience. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I would not. So yeah, Um, so that's what happened this week. Couldn't go on a shoot, so everything's been postponed. I think we are going to get to go next week, so tomorrow I'm off to like uh, I keep saying Dorset, but it's not. It's like Wiltshire or somewhere. I don't know. Basically, I have no idea what's happening. It's like uh, my schedule is just all over the place. Gosh, I'm just so busy and important. I'm not. That's actually a lie. I'm, yeah, just rushing around like a headless chicken. Something very exciting did happen last weekend, though. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story that we had a little mention in the Evening Standard, which was super exciting. Um, yeah, can't believe it. So that was really nice. They get so many readers and um, subscribers and stuff. Subscribers? Is that the right word for a newspaper? I don't know. They have like an online thing. So anyway, so they have loads of... Um, why do I keep saying listeners? What is wrong with my brain? Oh, Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have loads of... Re- 
They have loads of readers. So yeah, really thrilled about that. And I really wanted a paper copy. So I'd been filming in Somerset during the day and I, was, I wasn't going to get back until late. So I wasn't able to get to one of the stations to grab a copy. So I was like, if anyone passes a paper copy, can you save it for me? And the journalist who wrote the piece um, follows me on Instagram and replied to my story and was like, oh, I've got some paper copies. So I was like, great news. Can I grab one from you? Um, And she, as a joke, was like, why don't you just run to my house to get one? Obviously in reference to the old uh, running to the boy's house for the, (laughs) in lockdown. And I was like, yeah, sure. Where do you live? And she actually lives where I was going for a run the next day. So I was like, mate, I'm actually running to your house to get a newspaper. So now she thinks I'm a crazy person uh, that runs to people's houses all the time, which obviously I do. (laughs) But I got a copy of the paper. So who cares? Actually, she gave me two. Such a babe. She was like, take one for your mum and one for you. I don't even know what I'm going to do with them. What do I do with that? Frame it and be like, here's my embarrassing stories to give to my grandkids they'll be so proud (laughs) I don't even know anyway so that was really nice really exciting and so many listens and downloads on this so yeah thanks so much for listening and also send me a message if you can probably Instagram's the best way and just let me know where you're listening from because I can kind of see on the I can kind of see on the statistics whereabouts people are listening from but I find it so interesting like where everyone is and and how you kind of came across the podcast. So yeah, send me a message and let me know because I'd love to hear from you. And also if you've got embarrassing stories, please, please do share. I'm always, always love to hear those. Also, before I get into the next story, a few people were a bit miffed that I'd forgotten one of my lockdown dating stories. So I'm just going to very quickly tell you now. Don't worry if you haven't listened to the last episode because this kind of goes on its own. There was one boy who had done a few Zoom dates with during lockdown and there was one there was one evening where he was like oh I've had a few glasses of wine do you want to come on zoom and have a couple of drinks and I was like yeah sure but the only booze I had at home was a bottle of vodka and the only mixer I had was cloudy lemonade which actually is really delicious but not if you're like full-on binge drinking this was like intense like we drank so much I don't even remember like most of the chat like I hadn't met this boy yet either so we were just chatting and like until probably like 1 or 2 a.m and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like dodgy sexy chat it was just us getting all wasted on zoom (laughs) so we get really drunk I've just been drinking loads of vodka cloudy lemonade which if you've not had cloudy lemonade it's basically just pure sugar that tastes a bit like lemons that's how I could describe it and a bit fizzy you know so really, really sickly. And it gets to a point where like mid conversation and I'm suddenly like, oh, oh God, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> like the sugariness just gets me and I'm like, oh no, it's happening. So then I just really quick, I didn't want to tell him I was going to be sick because I thought he'll think I'm a lightweight, even though I've drank loads. I didn't, didn't want to have a bad first impression. So even though it wasn't first date, but whatever. I just really casually am like, oh, so I think I'm going to go to bed now. And he's like, oh, okay, like, it was good to chat. And then as a joke, he was like, text me when you get to bed, as if like, you know, like if we were on a date and he'd be like, text me when you get home, okay? He's like, text me when you get to bed, okay? And I was like, yeah, I will. And then I went to the bathroom, obviously, and was sick for ages. And he texted me like half an hour later and was like, 
I know I was joking about you getting to bed okay, but like, did you get to bed okay? Because you've not even messaged. (laughs) So then I messaged back like, yeah, half an hour later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I just forgot. (laughs) And then in the morning I had to message him and be like, yeah, actually I was sick. So pretty embarrassing. Drinking alone in my house. And I managed to throw up. Like, who does that? Anyway, I forgot that in my in my lockdown love episode. So, yep. Was that two episodes ago? Yeah, that was two episodes ago. I meant to mention that last week, but there we are. We've all been there. We've all been sick on a date, haven't we? Have we? So today, I'm going to tell you about my first ever imaginary boyfriend. I know what you're thinking. Your first? Does that mean there's more than one? So, primary school, that's where it happened. I'll set the scene for you. My primary school, when I attended, had 46 pupils. I remember that number because, I don't know, like in our year group, I think we had nine people. So basically, I went to primary school in the middle of nowhere in a little village, all very idyllic and lovely. Um, If anyone from Umberley Primary School is listening, shout out to you guys. Hello, hello. Welcome. (laughs) I've changed. (laughs) So at primary school, I remember it must have been like year five or six. So like one of the last years, I'm probably like, 10 and I used to always go out with the same boy at primary school he was like the one and I was like just love him you know and me and him broke up and then this other boy who was a bit older kept asking me out I know he couldn't resist I was quite the stunner mum wouldn't let us grow our hair long because she thought we were going to get nits so I always had a horrible bob and a fringe neither of which suit me (laughs) I had a fringe as an 18-year-old and it did not look good. I think there's about one photo of me with the fringe and it's fucking gross. Anyway, for some reason this boy fancied me and kept asking me out. Everyone in our village knows each other. So I couldn't even say that I was dating someone from another school because he would just know. He would know. And obviously I wasn't a strong enough woman to just be like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Which is exactly what I do now, by the way. I actually do do that. It's very rude. But sometimes boys just need to be told, okay? And I don't like to be like, uh, I've got a boyfriend, because why do they respect that I've got a boyfriend comment and not the I'm not interested comment, you know? And also, imagine if they've then got a hot friend and you've said I've got a boyfriend and then the hot friend comes over and you're like, ah, oh, damn it, you know? you got to think these things through. Anyway, so I told him that I had a boyfriend and not just any old boyfriend, a made-up boyfriend. And I don't know to this day, I cannot remember why I thought this was a good idea. But I made up a name. Not like John or Mike. His name was Joan. <laughs> it's not a name, is it? Joan. Not Joan, not Johan, not... I don't know, there's nothing that's similar to Joan. And it's not a name. I don't know where I got that from. But I just remember this boy questioning it one day and being like, oh, are you still with Joan? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's going really well. And he'd be like, how do you spell Joan? (laughs) I just remember so clearly being in like the canteen and him saying, how do you spell Joan? And I didn't know. I didn't know how to spell my boyfriend's name, which is the time where it's the time where you write like, Philippa for Joan or like PC for J 
something. I must have made up a last name for him as well, surely. I can't remember what the last name was, but I just remember the first name was Joan. I didn't know how to spell it. But you know what? Joan saved me from many an awkward situation. He was always my go-to. If someone was like, you single and I didn't want to date them, I'd be like, oh, Joan. I'm dating Joan. <laughs> Still couldn't tell you how to, how to spell that, because Joan, like, the way you'd think you'd spell it would be like Joan. Anyway, can confirm I am currently single and not dating Joan. Um, don't know what happened to him. I can't remember how I phased him out, because... I, mean, I didn't really have boyfriends through school or anything, so I was such a loser. But you know what? If you ever want to borrow Joan as your made-up boyfriend, you're welcome to him. That's my gift to you, is you can have Joan. <laughs> if some creepy guy at a bar asks if you've got a boyfriend, you can just be like, yeah, me and Joan have been together a long time now. <laughs> that is a made-up name, isn't it? There's not people out there called Joan, or is there? Like, did I get that from somewhere, or am I a seriously creative human being? Like, 10 years old, and I was up there with the, you know, initiative. Um, I mean, if anyone listening is called Joan or knows a Joan, do let me know. Mostly just let me know how you spell that name, because it's been bothering me for a solid 18 years. I think that brings us quite nicely on to uh, to the main event of today, the two-year anniversary. Happy anniversary to me and my embarrassing story. Let's do this. Oh, no, not again. So to set the scene, let's uh, cast our minds back two years ago. I'm looking pretty stunning. You know when you look back on photos and you're like, oh my god, I... At the time, you thought you looked so good and you were like the height of your like sexiness. And then you look back at photos and you're like, why am, why am I still wearing the leather leggings and a crop top? Why am I doing that? I mean, I still wear that now. I don't know why I'm judging myself because I do do that now. But yeah, really judging myself. Anyway, that's not the point. Two years ago, me was living the dream. And one evening I'm watching TV and this guy pops up and he is fit. So... I see him, I think he's fit, and I I, I do what every uh, sane single person does. I add him on Instagram, obviously. I stalk him down and I add him on Instagram. And to my, to my shock, he adds me back like two hours later. Like he's not famous or anything. He's like an actor in a series, but not like the main part or whatever. So he adds me back and I lose my shit. And, but then nothing happens for like two weeks. Nothing happens. I'm playing it cool because I've obviously made the first move and then he's playing it cool. We're just, we're very cool as cucumbers, but not cool at all because then he puts up an Instagram story of like headshots or something and I'm like straight into those DMs. I reply to his Instagram story and I'm like, I can't remember what I say. But anyway, we st- it sparks a conversation. We have this whole chat and I'm like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. We have so much in common with actors, blah, blah, blah. So we're chit-chatting away and he hints something about like wanting to go on a date once he's back. And I'm like, oh, back from where? So he's like away somewhere. And yeah, so he says we're going for a drink and I was like, oh my God, this guy's so forward. <laughs> so great. Um, so yeah, so then once he's back, we then... I think we chat for a bit longer, but he doesn't really like push for a drink or anything. So I'm like, oh, rude. So then I get a bit drunk at um, 
my friend's got like a bar launch party thing which we go to and I have like a few wines feeling very confident and I message him and I'm just like so when are you taking me for a drink then and he replies and is like straight away and is like tomorrow so I'm like holy shit okay so we go for a drink the next day the stranger from Instagram the actor from the TV who I've followed on Instagram I know this is what fairy tales are made of this is a modern day Cinderella. So we arranged to meet at 8pm on the Friday evening. After work, um, he arranges a date, which is always a good sign, I think, when the guy takes the initiative and they actually plan a date and you don't have to do anything. Especially as I asked him on a date, I feel like I probably should have arranged the date. Anyway, so he says to meet him in Covent Garden at Covent Garden Tube at eight o'clock. And I just remember traveling in on the tube and being so nervous. I was so nervous all day at work, like full on butterflies. And I don't get nervous for dates. I'm literally so chilled. When it comes to dates, I'm literally just like, yeah, fine. This day, I remember being so anxious all day. Then I'm on the tube feeling so nervous. And then when I arrive at Covent Garden Tube, I don't know if you've been there before, but there's like two entrances at the top. And when it's like... When it's cold and windy, like the cold air just like floods through down the escalators. And it was like this bitter cold night. And I think it was like, I was going to say a heat wave. What's the opposite of a heat wave? A cold wave. There was a cold wave. That's not a thing, is it? There was a cold wave. And um, there was a cold wave. Fucking hell, pull yourself together. So there's a cold wave that evening. And as I'm coming up the escalator, my eyes just start watering. I've got really, really sensitive eyes anyway. So my eyes are watering and it makes my nose run a little bit. And I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. So I've, luckily I've got tissues. So I like blow my nose. I'm like dabbing my eyes a bit. And I'm like, fuck, I hope I don't have like a really red nose now. So I get to the top of the escalator and I'm like looking around. I'm like, is he here yet? And then I see him. So we meet up and it's like not awkward at all, but my eyes are still watering a bit. So I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not crying. <laughs> not really emotional to meet you. I've just got really sensitive eyes from the cold. (laughs) So already he thinks I'm a fucking loony because I'm crying on arrival. But regardless, he takes us to this fancy wine bar in Covent Garden and he's booked a table and everything. So we arrive, my eyes are still watering a little bit. I've got my tissue in my hand and I'm just like dabbing it. So everyone looking must be like, why is this girl crying? Like, what has this boy done to her? So we go to sit at our table and as we go to sit down, he kind of like, I don't know, just like putting his jacket on the back of the chair. And I take my jacket off to go put it on the back of my chair. I've taken my jacket off. And as I go to lean forward to put it on the back of the chair, the only way to describe this without being visual is that I lean forward. And as I do so, the longest string of bogey you've ever seen falls, nay, cascades from my nostril. And he looks around as it happens. He literally looks right at it. And this bogey string is just hanging down. Like, it's just swinging. It's still attached. It's swinging. It's it's having a great time. I am not having a great time. But I've still got the tissue in my hand. So I just scoop it up. Like, scoop it up. One swift motion as if it never happened. And then I've got this, <laughs> this moment where I'm like... Okay, I've got to make a split decision here. Do I acknowledge it and make a joke of this or do I pretend it never happened? And you know, 
you're just like in pure panic and you're like what do I do what do I do it's like the dream guy he looks really fit and he's like all nicely dressed and he's quite proper and I'm just there with fucking bogeys and it's like you know 10 minutes into our first date we've never met before and this is the kind of shit that I'm doing so I don't make a joke I go straight in with it. I literally, I put my coat on the back of the chair and I go to sit down and I'm like, so did you have a good journey? Did you get here all right? Did you get the train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And then we never spoke of it again. We literally never spoke of it. It was like, we both forgot it happened. I mean, I never forgot because I died inside when that happened. But he definitely saw it. He never acknowledged it. And we just moved on with our lives. And I never know to this day whether it would have been better to just like acknowledge it and laugh about it. But anyway, we dated for a few months, you'll be shocked to hear. I don't know why, I really do judge him for seeing me again after that. But um, yeah, dated for a few months and then he turned out to have another girlfriend. So yeah, that was good times. We'd actually been, we'd actually made things sort of official by that point. So yeah, so I guess he was imaginary boyfriend number two because he'd already got a girlfriend and I was just the other woman unbeknownst to me good times it's a whole other story that it's quite tragic though so I feel like I'll just tell you the um the funny snot part and not the like the rest of it where he's a total arsehole but um yeah I don't know whether there's more details on that no I feel like that's a sufficient amount isn't it (laughs) otherwise it's gonna get really deep and you're gonna be like oh no um but yeah so that's uh that's my most embarrassing first date story I do have another one that can is a close contender for that but I'm but I'm gonna try and um include it in another story so yeah we'll do the other one another time but why do these things happen to me like is that happens to anyone else I've never had that before where snot falls out of my nose I know that's disgusting and I keep saying snot but why does that happen and on a first date I think it's like you know how people are like everything happens for a reason that was like my body telling me not to date this guy because he has a secret girlfriend and yet I didn't listen I didn't listen to my body (laughs) imagine that was the sign (laughs) well I'm gonna listen to my bodily fluids next time okay this has got way more disgusting than I planned I just wanted to tell the funniness of it anyway so yeah that's it happy episode four thank you so much for listening once again i hope i haven't completely terrified you all and made you think i'm completely disgusting uh i think that's it for the disgusting stories though really most of the others are just embarrassing and ridiculous so there'll be nothing else about like embarrassing body things or maybe there are i can't remember anyway that wraps things up that concludes things for this evening have a lovely week and don't forget to like and share the podcast and leave a review if you can and i look forward to bringing you the next podcast soon bye She's feeling a